Hey, before we get into today's episode all about fasting, my three favorite methods for fasting, just want to let you know we are only a few days away from our free seven-day keto challenge. And if you want to join me, Dr. Jason Fung, Dr. Ken Berry, Dr. Boz, the Keto Camp team, for seven days to learn all about keto, fasting, carnivore, diabetes, thyroid health, keto flexing, and so much more, then I encourage you to go get signed up. It's 100% free, and we start this Monday, April 10th. We're also giving away over $20,000 in free prizes from Purity Coffee to Exogenous Ketones to a one-year membership to our signature course to Keto Mojos to so much more. Head over to ketocampchallenge.com, sign up for your free spot. If you registered for a previous challenge, you do need to re-register for this one. We start this Monday, April 10th at 11.50 a.m. Eastern Time. I'll see you there. Let's get into the episode. Chances are you heard about the amazing benefits of intermittent fasting, and you're probably curious, how do you apply it the right way for serious weight loss? I'm gonna outline three easy ways to implement fasting for really incredible results. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I wanna thank you for spending part of your day with me. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex. I've worked with tens and tens of thousands of people on different keto and fasting protocols. And there are three specific methods of fasting that I teach students all across the world, and I'm gonna outline all three of them with you today. Make sure you stay to the end because I'm gonna share a couple of reasons why fasting might not be the best for you in a certain week. The old way of thinking was that when you skip a meal or maybe even skip many meals, like with what I'm gonna share with you today, these different methods, your body goes into the starvation mode where it actually starts to hold on to fat. But here's the thing, the body's not that stupid. We don't eat food, store that food as food energy, as body fat, and then don't eat food and start to break down the metabolism and muscle and proteins, etc. That really doesn't happen. As a matter of fact, there was a study that showed after four consecutive days of fasting, the metabolism increased, improved 13%. So it didn't slow down, it did the exact opposite. And here is why. The number one priority for the human body in the innate intelligence is survival. The body will do anything and everything possible to survive. So every one of your cells, all 70 trillion cells inside of your body, is genetically hardwired to practice fasting. Back in the day, it was the famine that our ancestors were forced into. Our ancestors did not have food available to them all the time, so by default, they had to fast. They had to go through times of famine. And when the body is perceiving that you're going through a famine, amazing things happen. The body thinks, okay, you are fasted. You are in a famine. It doesn't understand that you could click on your phone, hit a button, and get a millennial knocking on your door from Uber Eats or DoorDash with food. It doesn't comprehend that. It doesn't comprehend the fact that you could walk to the kitchen and eat food you are genetically hardwired for the old school. So the body ramps up 
counter-regulatory hormones. These hormones run counter to insulin. When insulin drops during a fast, these hormones increase. Glucagon, cortisol, human growth hormone, noradrenaline. This is the sympathetic tone getting activated by the innate intelligence because the body thinks you need to survive. I need to flood this body full of energy and focus and ramp up the metabolism so it could go out there and hunt and kill. But we are blessed to be able to get food whenever we want. We don't have to use those resources to hunt and kill. We can use it to feel good and burn fat. And how fasting works for weight loss is simply put. I'm gonna share with you a brilliant analogy from my friend and colleague and mentor, Dr. Jason Fung, who by the way is going to be a featured speaker during our free seven day keto challenge coming up in just a few days. You can learn more about that over at ketocamchallenge.com or click the link down below. But here's the analogy. Let's say there's two compartments that you need to access. One of those compartments is your body fat. You wanna be able to tap into your body fat, burn fat, lose weight, feel good. We're gonna relate that to your freezer that is stored in your basement. But then we have the other compartment, which we'll call your sugar reserves, AKA your glycogen reserves, which is stored in your liver and muscle cells. You store about 2000 calories worth of reserved energy called your sugar reserves. We'll compare that to your freezer that's attached to your refrigerator in your kitchen. So many people who have trouble losing weight, they have trouble accessing their fat stores, the freezers in the basement. So the ultimate goal is to use the freezer that's attached to your fridge for energy, use that first, and then what's next, you could actually access the freezer in the basement, which is your body fat. What's gonna allow you access to your body fat, AKA the freezers in your basement, is when you lower insulin. When insulin is high, you're gonna be using your refrigerator day in, day out, never accessing the freezer in the basement, never accessing your body fat. So when you fast, amazing things happen, I just mentioned, but you lower insulin, and boom, voila, you have access to your body fat. That's how it works. I'm gonna share with you right now three ways to do that for amazing results. The first way to practice fasting for serious weight loss is an 18-6 method combined with early time-restricted feeding. Let's unpack that real quick. An 18-6 method means during a 24-hour period, 18 hours out of the 24 hours, you're in a fasted state. You're having water, some sea salt, your electrolyte, maybe some black coffee and tea, but nothing else. No meals, you're not raising glucose and insulin, you're not starting the digestive process, you're in a fasted state. Then you have a six hour feeding window, meaning you have your calories, your meals, your protein, your macros within the six hour window. Now in the past, I would have said to skip breakfast and have lunch and dinner. Now through research that has come out, a lot of research that has come out, I'm more of a fan of having breakfast and lunch and skipping dinner. Why do I say that? Well, because there was a study that came out from the University of Alabama from Dr. Courtney Peterson, and they looked at two different test groups. One group was performing an 18-6, but they were eating breakfast and lunch, skipping dinner. The other group, same fasting schedule, the only difference is that they had lunch and dinner and skipped breakfast. And something really remarkable happened in this study. First of all, it was a really well-controlled study in a lab setting, and they measured different metrics like insulin, blood pressure, glucose, but something that I noticed from the study is that when they measured autophagy, which is your body's ability to regenerate cells and repair cells and clean out the junk, essentially, there was a 22% increase in autophagy after four days with the early time-restricted feeding group versus the other group. Not only that, they looked at the SIRT1 gene, which is a gene that has been shown in research to be this 
anti-aging gene. It protects the telomeres, which protects your DNA, which helps you live a long life and prevent disease. And they saw after four days, the early time restricted group had a 10% increase in the CERT1 gene. So the optimal schedule on this 18.6 is gonna be 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. is your eating window, your feeding window. What are you eating during that window? The number one thing to prioritize is protein. You wanna hit your protein requirement in that six hour window between 8 a.m. and 2 p.m. That could come from two meals or three meals. The goal is to get it all in in the six hours. Now, how much protein should you be having? What I tell my students is to aim to get one gram of protein per pound of your ideal body weight. For example, let's say you weigh 220 pounds, but your ideal body weight, the goal weight you wanna to get to is 160 pounds. Therefore, you're going to consume within those six hours, 160 grams of protein, ideally animal-based protein over plant-based protein. Now for carbohydrates, what we wanna do is keep your total carbs in that window of six hours, keep the total carbs under 50 grams for that window, which is gonna allow insulin to stay low and get you into ketosis as well, which has an added benefit. Now for fat, you just wanna get the naturally occurring fat that comes with the protein. There's not really a marker to hit, just get the fat that comes with the protein. So that is the first method, early time restricted feeding. You're going to be eating most days, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., getting your protein, getting your fat, lowering your carbs. The second way is a 24-hour water fast. You're going to perform this only once per week. The benefits of a 24-hour water fast are numerous. Of course, you'll lower insulin even more, be able to tap into your body fat, you'll get more of this autophagy and repair. But what it does for your gut is pretty incredible. There was a study that came out from MIT that showed a 24-hour water fast strengthened the intestinal stem cells in mice, which is very important because a lot of people have leaky gut, digestive issues, and just a 24-hour fast can be a great way to heal that. There's also some research that shows a 24-hour fast raised human growth hormone 1,300% in women and up to 2,000% in men. Human growth hormone is a very important anti-aging hormone, fat-burning hormone, and muscle-building hormone. Celebrities and musicians and actors, they pay thousands of dollars every month to their doctor to get human growth hormone injected into them because of all those amazing benefits. Now, there are side effects to getting it injected, but what if you could get the same benefits endogenously through your body? That's what you could achieve with the 24-hour fast. So how do you practice this on your schedule? Simply go breakfast to breakfast one day per week, or that could be lunch to lunch or dinner to dinner, but like we established, it's probably better to do the breakfast to breakfast. So for example, if it's Tuesday and you had your breakfast at 8 a.m., you'll finish eating and then go all the way until Wednesday 8 a.m. to break the fast. 24-hour fast, you get those benefits. The third method is a little bit more advanced and I recommend you do this if you're more of a seasoned faster. You wanna think of fasting as a muscle that you develop over time. So let's say you've been doing the 18-6, feeling good. You threw in a 24-hour fast, you're feeling good. Now it's ready to ramp things up with a 36-hour fast. Also called a monk fast or a fat burner fast, this has profound benefits to really tapping into body fat, helping with insulin resistance and type two diabetes, not to mention all the brain benefits and what it does to reset the dopamine receptor sites in the brain as well. There was a study that came out that showed a 36 hour water fast once a week 
had incredible benefits. This study had participants eat within a 12-hour feeding window and then 36-hour fast and then 12-hour eating window, 36-hour fast, kind of like alternate day fasting, but it showed some really cool results. Within those seven days, there was an average of 7.7 .7 pounds of fat loss. There's also more autophagy. It's also a great way to change your palate and reset sugar cravings and carb cravings. So how often should you be doing the 36-hour water fast? Now, it's important to consider this. Fasting is a stress to your body, but not all stress is bad. Fasting is a stress to the body, so is exercise, so is cold exposure, like jumping into a cold bath or cryotherapy, so is getting sunshine, so is exercise. So the stress is only bad when your body does not adapt. When your body does adapt to stress, this is called hormesis, you get stronger, you get better, you get healthier. So 36-hour water fast, while I love it, is a stress to the body, and I don't recommend doing this every single week. I recommend doing this every other week. So the protocol is as such. Most days you wanna complete the 18-6 intermittent fasting schedule, eating mostly in the day, and then you wanna throw in a 24-hour water fast once a week, and then that 36-hour fast to really tap into body fat every other week. There are a couple times where you probably do not wanna to practice too much fasting. Here's what you wanna consider. If you are going through a lot of stress, whether it's mental, emotional stress from a relationship or work, uh, whatever it is, you're looking at the news and the news is driving you crazy with all the madness out there. If you have a lot of stress going on, you don't wanna to do much, too much fasting. As I mentioned, fasting is already a stress and if you have a lot of mental stress or other areas of stress, it's too much for your body to adapt to. So make sure you do more of the advanced tips like the 24 hour fast or a 36 hour fast during a week where you're mastering your stress. You also wanna make sure you're doing it during a week where you're getting quality sleep. If you're sleep deprived and you're not getting good sleep, you probably don't wanna to do too much fasting. Now, an 18-6 should be okay, but a 24-hour fast, 36-hour fast, I'm not sure if your body's gonna to adapt to the stress with the lack of sleep. The last consideration for the ladies out there who have a monthly cycle, a menstrual cycle, the week before your period is the week where you do not want to practice much fasting and you wanna get yourself out of ketosis. I call it keto flexing. This is because there are two hormones you wanna build up that week for a healthy monthly cycle, progesterone and estrogen. And guess what? You don't build those hormones with aggressive fasting and ketosis. You build them with healthy carbs and feasting. That's why a lot of ladies out there experience intense cravings for sugar, chocolate, carbohydrates the week before their period. This is the innate intelligence, the incredible innate intelligence showing you you need to build some hormones. Go get the glucose spike, go get the insulin spike, eat those healthy carbs, make those hormonal conversions. Once you have your period, the bleed week, you could be aggressive with fasting. You could throw in your 24-hour fast, your 36-hour water fast. But the week before, not so much. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that. If you want to watch the video version of today's episode, you could go to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash ketocamp. Go get registered for our seven-day keto kickstart challenge. It's free. Join me, Dr. Boz, Dr. Barry, Dr. Fung. For seven days, we start Monday. Go to ketocampchallenge.com or click the link down below. Leave the show rating and review. Share it with a friend. I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. 
This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.